What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here coming at y'all with another two-minute drill episode. Friday, April 16th, man. Friday's here. I, I'm assuming payday for some of y'all's here. So it's a good Friday here on the Blue Bloods, man. And we got two great topics to talk about. And this might be one of those old-timey Blue Bloods episodes where me and Brandy, I get a little back and forth. I got to educate him on the podcast for some of our new listeners. Also, this episode will be going up audio version man we're trying to get some of you audio only listeners to come over to youtube man if y'all like the two three episodes y'all get a week man y'all will love the like five to twelve you're gonna get a week following our youtube channel man we're at 92 subscribers man eight more of y'all and we're picking five to get that merch bundle and listen the audio people have been rocking with us first, so I want to make sure y'all get in on that. And I've already thought, I already know what I'm doing for a thousand, man. I have an amazing one. If y'all can get us to a thousand, I have a sick giveaway for y'all planned. I'm gonna talk to Beat Up after the show about it, but let's start with the storylines, man. And I, I can't believe this is across the bottom of our screen here. But Brandon, should we be concerned about Trevor Lawrence and? In case you guys aren't up to date with everything, the sports media world went to a frenzy again, and it was due to Trevor Lawrence, shockingly. We haven't heard anything about Trevor Lawrence's whole draft process, but it stems from an exclusive Sports Illustrated interview that went public today. And this is the quote that got everyone worked up. Quote, they asked him about his passion for the game, what motivates him uh, to play football. And he said, it's hard to explain that. Because I want people to know that I am passionate about what I do and that it's very important to me. But I don't have a huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, that I'm trying to prove everyone wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that, and I don't want to manufacture that. Well, that quote, this 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 is an exclusive, you know, cover like exclusive from uh, Sports Illustrated. So that one quote, Brandon, sent the whole world in uprage, and this this prompted responses from all around the country. That means that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the means to succeed in the NFL. He might not even be the best quarterback in the draft, and that the Jaguars should reconsider their pick. Skip Bayless, Nick Wright, Ben Valin, every single person on any debate show that could that could did signal issues with this and they referenced Tom Brady's mentality. They, they referenced the nature of a true competitor like Michael Jordan and how this flies in the, in the face of everything they've ever known about sports, Brandon and Warren Sharp even kind of threw in a thing that was like, imagine the backlash Justin Fields would have got if he would have said this, because as we know, the Justin Fields controversy, which we need to cover on the podcast because me and Brandon absolutely do not, agree with the work ethic questions of Justin Field. I don't know where they're getting that from. We have other concerns, but work, work ethic is never one that has ever come up with fields with anyone we've talked to. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, Brandon. Th- I can't believe this is the headline here, but just based on hearing just that paragraph is what everything in the world, they've questioned whether he wants to win. They question whether he's going to be a bust. They question whether he should even be the first quarterback in the draft. When you hear that, does it raise any red flags for you uh, concerning Trevor Lawrence? Let me say this, Zach. The second that you said Skip Bayless had an issue with this, <laughs> I, quit, I quit listening because that man will find an issue with anything. Listen, hey, I will say this. Shannon Sharp and Skip had a problem with it. Nick Wright did. But 
Colin Cowherd did not. Colin uh. Cowherd actually defended him. So you have to pick one of two evils. Are you going to be with Skip and Shannon, or are you going to be with Colin Cowherd and Brandon Marshall also defended him? Brandon Marshall defended him. Let me ask you this, Zach, and I guess this is where I'm coming from. Why the hell would a guy like Trevor Lawrence have a chip on his shoulder? The the four years or three year starter at Clemson, why would he have a chip on his shoulder? The kid who went undefeated throughout his high school career went to Clemson. I mean, one of the best teams in the in the country. Why would he have a chip on his shoulder? And now he's the unanimous number one. Where's the chip at, Zach? Where would it be? <laughs> like, why why is this an issue? Why do why are people should he seriously, I'd be more mad if he made up something like, Oh, I'm playing for all the doubters. All the people who said I couldn't do it. Who? Who said you couldn't do this? People have called you a generational talent. People have deemed you the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And you haven't taken a snap. So why would he have a chip on his shoulders? Like I, I hate agreeing with Cowherd on this one, but I do. I do. I really do. Uh, you took my whole argument. So I had all of this <laughs> leading up to it. But then I'd like in my notes, like at the bottom, it was like my main argument here is I'm the same way, Brandon. What chip could he possibly have? And not only that, Brandon, he was the number one player in the entire country coming out of high school and had a .9999 grade for the composite, for the composite. And Brandon, I looked it up. Do you know what number 247 graded him as? What? A 101. He was <laughs> above on the perfect score. Like, what kind of chip do you want a beyond perfect prospect? And, Brandon, he's the sixth highest rated player of all time in the 247 composite. There's only five people ahead of him, and half of them were bust because Vince Young doesn't count. Robert Kimdichie doesn't count. So, this dude might be the greatest prospect ever. And Brandon, he threw for 13,000 yards, 160 touchdowns, and only 21 picks in four years of high school. And you want that guy to be like, man, I got to prove everyone wrong. You've already proved everyone wrong. You won the national championship over Nick Saban in Alabama as a true freshman. The only person who put a chip on your shoulder was Dabo Sweeney for starting Kelly Bryant over you for four games. Dude, I, I don't even I know mean, what to say to that. <laughs> so I, it, it just I don't I don't understand. So I mean, I I look at um what they say. I mean, so Brandon, my first thing is I saw this headline first on Undisputed this morning. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go read this article. We'll make it a topic here. Does do people just not know how to read? Because I pulled up the article, Brandon, I went through and, you know, you look at the headline, that's the quote that gets it. They're like, is he motivated? Can he be the greatest of all time? Why would you pick him? Brandon, like a half a page down, this is the excerpt that's in this article. It says, before Lawrence's senior year, King, his high school coach, uh, brought the quarterback in his office and asked him, you must have some type of goal. What is your goal? And he said, without even looking him in the eye, he was just kind of staring at the floor. He said, he said there was probably a hair flip or a shoulder rug when he said it and just casually said, coach, I want to be the best that's ever done it. And they never spoke of it again. There's there's your answer. You just didn't even read the article. He told you. He said, I'm going to be the greatest of all time. But you're too caught up on – like. and Brent, let me ask you something, Brent. If I took the name away, I took Trevor Lawrence away, we're, we're just going QBA. We'll just call him QBA. Call him QBZ so you don't know he's the best. QBZ. And I said, you're getting a quarterback with a 34-2 and college football record, 
a guy who went 52-2 and as a starter in high school and included a 41-game win streak, Brandon, and his only two losses in college came in the national championship and the college football playoff semifinal. To, to one, he lost to the greatest team of arguably all time, one or two, and he was winning at halftime just about against that team by himself with players missing. And you're going to question his ability to succeed and win. Shannon Sharp says something about you're going to have to struggle to win. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know if he's going to be a true leader. Brandon, we've covered college football for this is going on our third season. Has there ever been a question about Trevor Lawrence's leadership? No, not once, not once. He he's like Clemson for three years, Brandon. He was the sole voice until Justin Fields jumped in to fight to have college football this year. And Brandon, not only that, he's been the leader of college football as a whole. He is the face of college football until he leaves. I just, Fair. I don't understand that. This is the most mind blowing topic, and I want to give credit. He's a former guest on the podcast, Josh Pate. I love his show, The Late Kick, man. Y'all need to go check it out uh, on top of our podcast. That is one of the best shows out right now. Uh, he has a saying now, Brandon. He calls them the mock draft community. He even, like, copyrighted <laughs> it and everything. He calls them the mock draft community. He's, he, I agree with him. I am so sick and tired of NFL and mock draft community guys thinking they understand prospects more than college football experts who have covered these kids their entire career. They just swoop in after the third, fourth year and say, oh, we got it. We got it from here. We can watch 30 minutes of film and tell you this whole kid's life. Like, why are we overanalyzing Trevor Lawrence, Brandon? Why are we overanalyzing Justin Fields? This goes along with the Justin Fields critique, too. Didn't you watch Justin Fields for two years lose two games as well? Throw for 41 touchdowns and two interceptions in one year? Like, what are we doing, Brandon? I mean, is this is it just fun for us? You know, I, I want to say this. J- Josh had a tweet that you know I almost sent to you. But I I'm, I want to bring it up here. He said if if uh, draft columnists, draft draft experts got paid for being right in their mock drafts, Brandon, how many would change today? Quite a few. I, I mean, think, <laughs> think about it, Zach. Who's like the, who's like the most well known draft analyst? Probably Kuiper. No Kuiper. Yeah. He's wrong all the time. I mean, all the time. <laughs> so I actually yeah. watched a YouTube video today I about how wrong that. he's been. <laughs> there's also one about how right he is. So there's, there's two That's sides. True. Of the it's coin. also scary. It, it's, a, it's, it's a flipped coin. But if I mean, you've got to look at all the mock drafts. It's like there's people saying Justin Fields is going to fall to like 18. Huh? What? 18? It just I, – I think we need to, like, put this in perspective. we got to stop overanalyzing. I mean, Brandon, I feel like I speak for both of us. Trevor Lawrence is going to be okay. Oh. I, I think he's going to be fine if the Jaguars don't draft him because of this. The Jaguars deserve to – you know what? All I'll say, Brandon, on the live stream, I'll say this is the Jaguars being the Jaguars. Send them to London. Send them straight to London <laughs> if, if they don't draft Trevor Lawrence. We don't even need London. Just, just put them. Just, just drop them in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> they can, they can play in Atlantis for all I care. Like your team is this, revoked. This, I, you know what? If they don't draft Trevor Lawrence, I say we, I say we do like the soccer thing. We promote Alabama to the NFL. We demote the Jacksonville Jaguars to like they get, FCS. They get relegated. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> they get relegated, but. I mean, we had to cover this, guys. I figured me and Brandon were going to be on the same side here. We didn't talk about our takes beforehand, but 
Trevor Lawrence is going to be okay. And you know what? I feel safe to say, Brandon, you could put both of our credibilities on the line. Trevor Lawrence is still the best prospect in this draft and has been the best prospect for probably the past 15 years. And he will be for the next 15 years. And he will be like, <laughs> he'll still be playing in 15 years and he'll be showing everybody whatever. God forbid the best quarterback prospect of maybe all time has no chip on his shoulder. Like, God, man, that one expert that gave him a 98 rating, Brandon, that is the chip. That is the chip. I did like, I forgot who said it. Someone said, like, we can't compare this to Tom Brady because Tom Brady, being a six-round pick, was born in a Lays factory. <laughs> I, was, I was like, fair enough, fair enough. But we got to get to another quarterback who has, uh, who is not in the same great place that Trevor Lawrence is, and that is our boy Jalen Jones, man. We've covered a lot about him while all, during our Jackson State coverage. We have breaking news today from Jackson, Mississippi, man, and Deion Sanders' team. Jalen Jones announcing on Twitter his intentions to transfer from Jackson State. Brett, he was benched a week ago for Quincy Casey before the Alabama A&M game. Casey had an outstanding game. This season, Brandon Jones threw for over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, had three picks, ran for about 300 yards, and had five rushing touchdowns. Sanders said Casey will be the QB1 for the rest of 2021 and will probably be the biggest threat to his son as the QB1 role, for the QB1 role this offseason. But, Brandon, your take here, where, where do you think Jones possibly goes? And, like, do you think this was a good decision? Yeah, man, I think it's probably the best decision for him because, it, it, and, I mean, think about it, Zach. Uh, I mean, what's best-case scenario for Jones? He backs up a Sanders next season, best case. Worst case, he's the third-string quarterback on that team, and he doesn't see the field again. And his chances of being drafted are absolutely gone, or his chances of not even being drafted, his chances of being signed to an NFL team out the window. I, I think it's a great move, man. You got to go do something. You got to go show. You got to go show. I mean, if, if your end goal is to play in the NFL, you have to go show these guys that you're worth something. Um, he showed us at Jackson State that he's pretty good, like you said. A th- over a thousand yards passing in five games is really good. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where he might land. It, it's just like, like you said, today's the day that he announced it. So it, it's kind of or yesterday, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, no. Well, I would be yesterday if you're listening to this. Today we're recording. Yes. So today he transferred. But I mean. Brandon, do you think he was going to stay in the SWAC, stay in this FCS level? Or, I mean, you forget this kid's a four-star recruit that was at Florida until some behavioral stuff came out and he forced him to transfer out. Do you think he could sneak up? I mean, I'm looking at a school like Kansas. I'm looking at a school that, you know, maybe like a AAC program that doesn't have a great quarterback or, you know, something like that. I mean, do you think he could like sneak his way into FBS football again? I think yeah, I don't even think he has to sneak in. I think I think he would even have a shot at a school like Arkansas next season, who just lost Felipe Franks. Uh, I guess Felipe Franks is going to go be like, what, like a journalist or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what his degree's in. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, he's not going to the NFL. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, uh, he Felipe Franks is the opposite of Trevor Lawrence. You we might need to worry about him. Do you think? Okay, so uh, I don't. Well, let me get to this first, and then I'll come back to you with that question. You know, uh, there, there, the benching was a big part. I'm assuming Quincy Casey's performance was another thing, but also there was an interesting press conference with Dion yesterday that really. I, so 
let me say this. It doesn't necessarily rub me the wrong way, but it rubs some people the wrong way. So I'm going to play that for y'all now. They will get me and Brandon's thoughts on it. It, it was almost like that, that carnivore mentality that he has is coming out. Do you think the two quarterbacks that have played have a little bit of an edge going into the <laughs> fall? Um, or is it open competition? Going into a fall. Yeah, or is it open competition like every other spot? <laughs> it's uh, every other spot. I mean, everything is comp- competitive, man. We, today, at the, conclu- at the conclusion of practice, um, it was a very, <laughs> Lord help me. It has nothing to do with y'all, trust me. I'm just, it's just a silly moment right now. It's <laughs> It's an open competition with every spot, and we're just trying to, uh... <laughs> Coach, what's cracking you up? Come on, you gotta tell us now. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm in a styrofoam box, and I just can't, I'm just trying my best to to get out, and I can't. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you in at the conclusion of, the, of this. I'll tell you what's going on. But, yeah, we just want these guys to be competitive. Okay. Yeah, in, in every sense of the word. Like today we had relay races um, from every, every you know, yeah. the receivers versus DBs, the linebackers versus running backs, the linemen versus linemen. And we want everything to be competitive, and it was. How Great practice today. Yeah, and how unique was this season? I mean, obviously. So that is uh, Diaz Hedger's thoughts on the uh, incoming uh, or the, the upcoming um, QB battle, to say the least. Uh, so, Brandon – how much do you think that press conference may have had a may, may have at least played a small part in Jalen Jones' decision to go elsewhere? Um, what I'll say is, it's, I don't. After watching that, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a coincidence that the following day he said, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. See ya, uh, man. That, come on, come on, Brian. <laughs> Listen, okay. Let, 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 let me say this. I've I've, I've seen some of y'all's comments on some other content about this. There was no doubt for myself nor Brandon that Sanders was going to be the starting quarterback next year and would have been this year if he was eligible. But that, that, there's other ways. Like, I get it. I understand. Like, you're going to put the highest rated recruit in Jackson State football history on the field ASAP. But when you're in the midst of a season when he's not eligible, how do you think Quincy Casey feels right now in the locker room saying, like, he's looking at the sideline like, what am I even doing? And Quincy listen, Casey's going to say- announce his, his, his transfer tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. <laughs> I, I, listen, I think he'll, I actually do think so. Like, I, I mean, I would like to hear some, you know, Jackson State people in the comments, but I think there's a chance Quincy Casey leaves at this offseason. If you if you don't feel like you're going to get a fair shot at the quarterback battle, Brandon, why would you stay? Because Quincy Casey's a freshman. Quincy, Quincy Casey's a freshman, and Brandon, today, the NCAA just approved the new transfer rule, which means they can transfer freely. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, I so, mean, we, I, we're going to cover that at some point. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That's probably going to be uh, Monday uh, with our Jackson State football coverage or Tuesday, but – Man, Brandon, I get it. Jalen Jones was the fall guy. We've discussed that on previous episodes. I think there was bigger issues than Jalen Jones. Quincy Casey performed well. I really like this kid's potential. But 
Also, Sanders was to ask Brandon, so I don't know if you saw, but they called a picture of uh, Dion with his arm around his son talking to him um, as the game wound down. They asked him what he said to him, and he's he was yeah pointing at the scoreboard, and he said that that was never going to happen on his son's watch and that his son would never allow that to happen. And then you get that reaction in the press conference. If I'm Quincy Casey, I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to get a fair shot. Like, And listen – just uh, me and Brandon cover a lot of FBS football. Just because a kid is a five or four star does not mean he is going to beat out anybody. Bryce Young was the number one quarterback in the country, and Matt Jones was a borderline like three, two, three star kid and outplayed him. And that was his starting job. So, like, let's not just assume Sanders is going to come in here and be a Heisman competing quarterback, but. I, I, you know, I'm looking at Coach Prime, and I'm like, man, I get it. You want the dogs, you want all, you you want to put your best team out there, and I love his competitive spirit. I love his swagger, his confidence, all that. But man, that's a that's a tough way to react to that question. But I did read Brandon, so I'd like to hear some Jackson State people too. I did read that the reason he's laughed is because that same reporter constantly like asked him like outrageous questions, and it's like the way he approaches Dion kind of rubs him the wrong way, and that could be why he was laughing. But still, like, as a as ne- ne- now you're in the face of a program, man. you got to keep your composure. I mean, do you not think there's uh, reporters at Coach O, that Brian Harson at Auburn, that Nick Saban don't, don't jive with Fairwell, don't have that same, like, that they're not on that same level that I, I just I just didn't like how we laughed at it. And Brandon, there's always this narrative. We talked about it on the Alabama AM episode when we talked about, you know, the comments from Connell Maynard. It, next year's great. I get it. You're gonna be really good next year, but there's still a whole group of players playing for you right now. And if you keep on referencing next year, next year, next year, it's like Man, there's there's going to be some kids you rub the wrong way, and whether they're better or equal talent or lesser talent than what you have coming in, you still have a team to coach now, and this season is not over. It is way too early to be looking to next year. And the, Brandon, this was the third player in two days that has transferred out of Jackson State. I man, I I, I get where Dion's coming. But now, as a face of a program, there's certain things you got to do. And I think answering questions and being more diplomatic there is one of the things you're going to have to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. I will say, um, yes, as a player, he dealt with he dealt with the media a lot. It's been a long time. Um, and, you know, he's, he's been in the high school world for a while now. He's moving out to college. Reporters act a little bit. I mean, I'd say they act different now than they did when Dion was playing. Yeah. I think he needs some time to adjust to that. I'm not trying to grant all of the excuses in the world for Dion. I, I'm, I'm just – I'm throwing something out there. I think that in time he will um, he will adjust to that. And, I mean, I, I hope for his players' sake that he doesn't continue to do that in Prescott. You can't do that, man. You just can't do that. Yeah. And listen, they're going to be really good. I, I've seen the comments on some other videos, and I get it. The, the players might not be at the same talent level, but there's still things you got to do. I love his confidence swag. I like the confidence he has in himself to build a team. And the certain players he has confidence in, I get it. It's going to be infectious. He's going to recruit well. The dead period's almost over. Coyness Miller is a kid from Auburn who I'm really excited to see at D-Tackle. So he does have these four or five stars coming in. But I'm interested to see how this turns out, man, for Jackson State. But, guys, that is a wrap 
on this week's Two Minute Drill, man, our final one of the week. We appreciate you tuning in with us, man. Make sure to subscribe. Of course, man, we are almost at 100. If we hit it by Monday, man, we are getting we're getting stuff out there, man. We're picking five of y'all to get that merch bundle. Until we get to, like, closer to, like, two, three, four hundred, I'm not going to announce what we're doing for the 1,000 subscriber thing, but, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be better than any other YouTube channel get, that they're going to give out. But, guys, if you're listening on audio versions, make sure to go follow our YouTube channel, man. That way you can get more Blue Bloods content aside from all the audio versions you get. But, guys, we'll be back next week with some Jackson State coverage, with some recruiting coverage, NFL draft coverage. We got it all coming. But, guys, for myself, for B-Dub, the two-minute drill, and the Blue Bloods, we are out.